Blog Talk Radio. Hello. Welcome, 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 everybody. Radio brings another exciting show, and uh, we have a wonderful guest on with us tonight, um, Sydney Middle, who is the author 
and currently has a book out called uh, Drama, Another Man's Girl. Sydney began her writing journey when she joined the team of writers for her high school newspaper, which actually published her weekly uh, articles, which is great because a lot of people got their start in school. She's a graduate of the College of Westchester and where she earned a degree in business administration. Now, her her latest novel, Another Man's Girl, is just the first of several installments. She's currently working on the second and third installment of this series, and I, I think that's wonderful to have a series, you know, because we don't have to worry about just getting that one great story and that's it. She's going to continue exciting us with her stories, and today she's going to excite us with her presence. So, Sydney, are you on the line with us? Hello? Let's see. We're getting in sound. Don't know if anybody's out there hearing me. Let's see. I'm going to open up the lines. Having some technical difficulties. Anybody hear me out there? Yes, hello. Uh, hello? Sydney, is that you? Yes, it is. Okay. We've got a lot of people on the line, but if for some reason I wasn't getting heard, nobody was saying anything. What's your um just the first your area code? What is your area code? Make sure I have the right line open. Five seven zero. Okay. All right, one second. I'm gonna close everybody else off so we don't have any uh interference. I've got two lines open for you, Sydney. <laughs> Can you still hear me? Hello? Oh, this is weird. Hello? Oh. All right, let's see what's going on here. We've been having some issues with Block Talk. Sydney, can you hear me? Hello? Let me refresh the screen. All righty. Hello, Sydney, can you hear me? Hmm. Hello? 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 Can you hear me? Yes, hello. Can you hear me? Yeah, now I hear you. I don't know what was going on there. Okay. Wow. <laughs> All right, so I have two lines open for you. Okay. And you said your area code is 570? I'm going to close off. Okay, I'm going to close off all those other lines that are open right now. People can, um, you know, say something later after we start our our interview. All right, so welcome to the show, Sydney. Thank you. Um, I gave you a little introduction. I have no idea if you ever if you even heard it. Did you hear anything? <laughs> yes, I did. Yes, I did. Oh, okay. I, I was trying to speak and I couldn't hear you, but I'm glad we connected. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I had such a problem yesterday. It took 20 minutes just to log in. So I'm thinking that they upgraded somewhere and, and I have to do something with my browser because uh, it, it's just driving me crazy. It's just not letting me get right in like normal. So anyway, welcome. And um, I was just telling everybody about your great book. But I would like for you to give people a little background story on you. And um, we did mention what you know where you started your writing, but if you could also tell us, you know, what, what brought you to creating this series. 
Okay, well, I've been writing since I was a child, I believe, eight or nine, I started writing. It started just poems and songs and then short stories. It really all started from writing essays and stuff like that. Um, that's when I really started getting creative with this, my story. But then um, to this series it just was in my head for a couple of years, and I just said, I'm going to do something with it. And uh, that's how that was born. But these characters and different things about the characters just was in my head, and it, I just knew I just had to write it. So that's how you know, Drama Another Man's Girl was born. Mm-hmm. Now, did you base this on any any incidents or experiences that you know personally, or or from other people, or was this just an idea that you came up with? Oh, it was just an idea that I came up with. Okay, well, that's great. I'm glad you took off with that idea. Now, how many series do you plan on um, uh, writing? Uh, four. Okay, well, that's great. Um, so, is this book out now? Yes, it is. It released in July. Can you share the link for our listeners so that they can go and get that? Sure. It's, it's on Amazon. It's on my website, which is uh, com. Uh, it's on the Barnes & Noble website. Uh, it's, hmm, it's it's on quite a few links. I don't know every one of them because I'm still researching them myself to see where, where it is. But And also it was published by CreateSpace, so it's also on that site as well. Okay, so Create Space is more like where you can pretty much um, publish it yourself, but use their resources. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay, well, so what made you want to um, self-publish the book instead of um, you know going to a major publisher? I just never thought about. I mean, I had contacted um, uh, um, uh, one publishing company uh, a few years ago. I was asking questions to one of the um, in an email, and I found out different things. And I just said, from you know. I'm just going to do it myself, you know, because a lot of I, – I had heard that you can wait as long as a year for just a response, and I didn't want that to be me. So I said, I'm just going to do it myself, and that's just how that happened. Now, was it easy for you to get started on the story? Oh, yeah, the story was was a breeze. It just was flowing out of me. It took me three months to write it, but, you know, the editing process and then uh, all that goes in with that and the proofing and all that took longer, but the story itself didn't take long at all. Okay, so can you give us um, like a, a, a mild version of what the story is about without actually telling us the entire story? Okay, sure. It's a love triangle. Um, girl meets meets guy, and then uh, they're happy for a little while, and then the guy, you know, they come across some uh, a few little snacks, and then she meets another guy in like a twist of fate type of thing, like right place, right time, or wrong place, wrong time, however you want to want to look at it. And uh, it, it just takes off from there. I mean, when you're forbidden to see somebody you shouldn't, that makes it all the more exciting. And uh, so that's just how that plays out. So now how is it playing out in additional series? Are you are you using the same characters in each one, or is it just like a continuous story? Oh, you know, it's the same characters, but it's continued. Like, I give a little teaser in part one uh, for, uh, for part two. So the readers, because how I end it, it doesn't necessarily let the readers know that there is a part two. So when they turn that next page and it indicates that this is a teaser from part two, I wanted them to be like, oh, wow, for real? Like I didn't realize because I don't end it that way. But there are some things sprinkled through the story that I purposely did not close on so that that will have closure in the remaining installments. So, you know, I left some things on – I left some things – I didn't tidy everything up just so – you know, it could spill over. 
Mm-hmm. I wanted the readers to be wanting more, so that was my intention. What would you say is the, um, I'd say the, the rating of this this book in the series? You know, as the far rate. as um, is it an adult, totally adult? Is it erotica? Is it just a story, romantic story? Oh, uh, okay. It's uh, urban fiction. I would say adult, yeah, because a, a lot of the scenes are very graphic, and uh, I wouldn't. I would say probably over eighteen, and you know. I wouldn't recommend children read it, no. My own, okay. my own daughter is 13, and I forbid her to read it. So, no, I wouldn't recommend it for children. Okay, well, that's good to know. Now, um, with, you know, the the uh, uh, the success of many other uh, writers, especially African-American writers, you know, where do you see yourself going from here, you know, with your story being out now? I just want to just keep writing. I just... After I finish this the series, I just I have so many other ideas. It's just I, I can't believe how, how much stuff is coming to me, and um, I just want to be able to just write. That's, that's what I love to do. That's what I've always wanted to do. That's what I've always done. And uh, hopefully, in a few years, you know, I will have several more books out, and people will, you know, know me as, and look forward to my books as they release. Well, that's great. Now, you know, Zane is one of the most famous erotica um, authors, and she's pretty much turning her her books into movies, um, either for DVD or for, um, you know, the network uh, programming. Do you have any plans for doing something like that with your stories? Yes, I definitely want uh, drama to be turned into a movie. I'm actually looking to see if I can, uh, I'm looking to see about a screenplay, try to, you know, to get into that now. Uh, especially since part two is already completed and I'm already several chapters into part three. So I'm definitely, that's um, on my list. Yes. Well, that's great. Do you have a person already picked out to write for you? No, I'm I'm still searching. I'm doing a lot of research and checking out everything, background, and just I don't want to go with the first thing I see, so I'm just trying to research everything and make sure it's a good fit. Well, we've had uh, a few writers on the show, and um, I think they're also going to that direction as well. So, you know, I could always connect you all so that, um, you know, you could share resources because uh, I know they've done their research to get the right people. One of the uh, the authors I'm, I'm familiar with has her book now in Barnes & Noble, and um, she's also getting ready to put it into a stage play. So, you know, I think those resources would be beneficial for all of you um, authors so that you can work on things together because I think that bringing it in, into the next level will really brand you into the, you know, the type of writing that you're doing because a lot of people are interested in seeing the visualization of the story. Um, they want to rip those words right out of the book and put it on TV. So, you know, I can certainly help you with that and, and getting those resources to you and those other authors. And who knows, you guys can put a little network together. <laughs> Sounds exciting. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. definitely something I would love to, to look into, definitely. Wonderful. Now, have you done any uh, uh, book signings yet? Yes, actually, I, I've done a couple, and uh, it was a good experience. I was in Philadelphia, and I was in Maryland, and I have a few more things coming up. Oh wow! Well, I'm in Philly. Where where where, where are you in Philly? I was in uh, Philly Horizons. 
Yeah, oh. the um, yeah, Phil, the, the Horizons, I believe, or Philly Horizons. I, I did the uh, the literary joint in Maryland. It, it was really good. Yeah. Wait a minute, is Horizons in the in the mall? Yes. Or is that the other one? Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, I miss you. I've been in that mall for me. Actually. I'm sorry, go ahead. Are you going to, you coming back? No, I was there on August 19th. If sure, I'll come back if they if they want me to come back. No problem. I, I would love to. Yeah, I remember really I, uh, on the 19th, was I down there? I think I went, you know what? I I went down. I was right there in the mall on the 19th, but I didn't go in there until I came back from New York. Um, and then went and stopped in there. And, and then while I was in there, I met... Um, the author who wrote that um, the book for the movie, um, The Four Brothers. Okay. His name escapes me, but um, he was in there, and he's working on another book that and he's having made into a movie with Omarion and um, uh, another actor. I can't remember the person he said, but um, that was something that was pretty exciting. He was really successful with that story. So, you know, can you can you think of anybody who would – be able to portray the characters in your book if it's made into a movie? It's so funny. A lot of people ask me that, and um, there's so many great actors out there. Um, I could say, let's see, well, for my main characters, I can't think off the top of my head who who could, who could would who I would think to would do it, but I have uh, some ideas. Uh, I, I like Gabrielle Union for one of my, uh, for one of them, one of the actresses. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I think she's fantastic. I think she would really do one of the characters real good um, in my book. Yeah, I like to see her in doing a lot more because uh, I know she's kind of laying low because of her private situation. But um, I haven't seen her in a lot of major, uh, you know, productions because basically it's pretty difficult for African Americans to get a lot of different roles in a major cinema. Um, it seems like we we can do very well when we have our own, you know, independent films and films that go straight to DVD or stage plays. But you know, it's so difficult to get out there and and be a part of something that's major. And they usually pick the same person all the time. Have you noticed something like that? I I did. I remember when Angela Bassett was all over the place, and it, it looked for one, at one point like she was the only African American actress for hire. Because I remember she was everywhere, and then same thing with Haley Berry. Seemed like she was everywhere, but um, I, I mm-hmm. do see where they when they do pick when a, a black actress does come to the forefront, it's like they just shine on that one, and she's in a lot of mo- a lot of roles. And then the next one, it looks like they all don't shine together for some reason. It just always seems I know. Like, yeah, I, I've noticed that quite a bit. Now since waiting to exhale, have I seen you know uh, a, a lot of movie? Well, a really major movie. Other than um, two can play that game, um, you know where the, the 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 majority of the actresses were well known, you know um, actresses, and it's crazy to me because we have so many more than five. <laughs> we we have so many. It's uh, so many. I, I love personally love Sanaa Lathan. I think she's fantastic. Like I said, Gabrielle Union. I I, I like Queen Latifah. I think she she's incredible. Well, they were trying to saturate the screen with her too, you know. And uh, well, she produces a lot of her work herself because of her um, her uh, flavor unit um, production. So, you know, Vanessa, 
she has um, gone on and done her own production of, of stage plays and movies straight to DVD. So she doesn't wait around for some big studio to come and say, we want to make your movie a big major blockbuster hit or whatever. She goes and she does her own thing because she knows there's a market for our movies, you know, within our community. Now, I've, I've looked at some of her movies, and I don't feel like they, the production was as good as it could be because sometimes the, I don't know what it is, the acting or I don't know what it is, but sometimes it's just not really what I would expect to see on a major movie. But I think that, you know, we need to work on more, getting more producers, more directors, and stop depending on Tyler Perry for everything and Antoine Fuqua for everything and, and John Singleton for everything. You know, we need to get more directors out of college and into the studio and making their movies, you know, because that's the only way p- people like yourself are going to get your books made into movies. I have to agree uh, because, like as you stated, those three people, or it's more than that, but they can't be, they can't direct and produce everything. So right. maybe, they're, maybe they're selective at this point as to what they're going to take because they can't do everything. But yeah, I, I think we, it's an abundance of talent. They're just not shining the light on up and coming, and they need to, need to make, you know, need to get them out of there. And, a lot of them just are, are ready. They're doing uh, some of them are doing small things now, and they're probably just not known yet, or somebody just doesn't want to take a chance. It could be a million reasons, but they definitely need to look into opening up the um, the doors for a lot of, a lot more African American directors, producers. It, it, we we need that. We do. I would I would think with all the money we've generated, because African Americans spend a lot of movie on money on movies, and and DVDs and and everything and cable. I know so many people that may not have a car, they may not have new clothes, but they got cable. <laughs> so they might not even have some food for the night, but they got cable. So, you know, we pay, we, we get our cable and we look at movies because, you know, a lot of times we can't afford to go to the theater. I mean, it's so expensive right now, but um, I would think that with all the the, the the large conglomerates of African-American businessmen and entrepreneurs, that they would all join forces together with all their money and put it together into creating our own studio instead of Tyler Perry using all his money to do a studio uh, in Atlanta. I think that for the West Coast, we've got, you know, Ice Cube, we've got LL Cool J, we've got, uh, of course, the other Hollywood directors, and we've got, you know, people with money. Um, Magic Johnson has his own line of, or or I don't know if you call it a line, but he has a franchise of movie theaters. So I would think they would get together and, and do something and create our, our own studio and have a good quality movies and use our actors so that we can have that. And I think they they want to spend too much time blending in with the majority. Because that's the hard part of it, trying to blend in. We're never, ever going to blend in. That's true. Hopefully they will. Hopefully they'll get together, they'll put their heads together and do something like that. If they see what's what's lacking in the business, and they'll, you know, fill it or try to. Because we, we definitely need that. We, so much more wonderful. can get done if we had more resources, definitely. Yeah, so true. Now I'm going to open the lines up, and, and I see that we have some people who, who want to ask you a question. So um, let's see. I will call her area code 
And what is your name? Hey, it's Lisa Sydney. <laughs> Hi, Lisa. Hi. How you doing? Girl, please. You already know I'm on my grind. Indy, I got to tell you about this book. I could not put her book down. When you find out about Chaz and Elle and Shane, like, it, it's just, you can't put it down. And I get on her because I'm on the phone with this girl. I'm her biggest promoter on Facebook. Well, I think I'm everybody's biggest promoter on Facebook. She is on my website for the store. She will be in my store. Whatever I have to do to get Sydney to my grand opening, I will do for her. Because her book, she is, she is one of my top three female authors. And I will tell wow. you the top three is Katie Harris, VJ Got a Story, and Sydney. Those are my top three. I mean, yeah, Zane and Wahida and all them, they're world-renowned, but you're talking about uh, new authors that really need promotion. They need the love. They need the support, and people aren't doing it. People aren't doing it. Like, you, you were talking about, you know, Zane and all them. They won't even look at new authors. And we oh, won't I know. Talk, we won't even talk about Barnes and & Nobles and Borders. We won't talk about them because guess what? They will not rep us. They will. They do not rep us the way they should be. And I'm not an author. Well, it, it's pretty difficult. It's like they they do let some in, but we, it's just like when you go to Rite Aid and you're looking for your hair care products, and like they're they got four or five aisles of hair care for everybody else. But we we got the end cap, you know, yep, all the way in the exactly. back somewhere. One little, well, like, this is all the stuff that that is available for African-American women. So it's the same thing with books. When I go into a big bookstore, we got our own section. Usually it's only in the front during Black History Month. And other than that, you got to go search through it with a, you know, like a, a Geiger counter. You know, try to find, or a GPS, try to find black stories. Because <laughs> you right. they don't the GPS. <laughs> We do. We put in black authors, and then it'll tell us what I was in because it's not going to be where we can see it. Mm-hmm. Well, here, this ought to really mess your head up. Sydney, I'm about to tell her the truth. Okay. <laughs> wow. I'm Caucasian, <laughs> and I'm repping nothing but urban authors. Well, that's wonderful of you. They like that, and they will tell you how hard I promote them. I, I mean, Sydney, that, that's my heart right there. I can call her any time of day or night and say, Sid, I'm stressing, help me. I, I got an idea. Can I run it off you? And she will be there 24-7. All my authors are. All my authors, because they see how I do for them, because they don't get the respect and the promotion that they need. And it's horrible. It's horrible. My first, I, will, I swear to God, my first time and last time I went to Barnes & Nobles, I picked up one of Quan's books. And then I was looking for some more books, and they were like, oh, that's in that little section over there in the corner. The little section? Are you serious? <laughs> I, go to the re- I go to the register. On the bottom row. <laughs> okay, look, if you're lucky if you had the bottom row. Okay, so I get to the register, and the lady at the register going to ask me, are you sure you want those books? And I looked at her, I said, are you serious? I said, don't hate, appreciate them, because guess what? When it all comes down, when we get done with all this, they're going to take over everything. They're going to take <laughs> over everything. And this poor, this poor white author, she, she's so sweet, though. i got, I got to give her her credit. She wrote a book, and she, she actually emailed me. She said, Lisa, I would love for it to be on your website, but obviously I'm not the gender that you're looking for. And I said, you can send me your book. I'll review it, and I'll post up on Amazon for you, but... 
to be honest with you, no, you're really not. Because you can get sold in Barnes and Nobles. You can get sold in Borders. You can get sold in Books and Millions. You can't get sold, like, you can't get sold in my store because my babies can't get sold in your store. Does that make sense to y'all? I take it real personal, real personal. Oh, yeah, Lisa's a, Lisa's a beast in, in, in the promotion. She definitely is. She definitely goes well, that's good. very hard for her author. She does, yep. Well, Lisa, it. listen, you know, anytime you want to, you can refer those um, authors to me, and I can uh, interview them on the show because I, I enjoy um, promoting authors on um, both my website and on the show. And... Yeah. Um, I'm going to let everybody know now that I'm in the process of doing um, a syndication of my show on Sirius uh, Satellite. So that okay. means um, I'll be expanding the audience. I'm already global on Blog Talk Radio and on certain other pods, but uh, Sirius, that is big time. And I'll be right up there with, you know, Oprah and all the other folks. <laughs> you better be. You better because you're going to be right up there with us. In fact, um, a couple of the people that posted on my website when they saw what I was doing for everybody, they was like, Lisa, remember us when you're when you're big. And I said, who do you think brought me up this way? It's all y'all. That's it's right. all my urban authors. All my urban authors. I got to give. And the other person I really got to give a shout out to is Kaysan at Novelties. Because if I wouldn't have met him selling books on the side of the street in front of IHOP, I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing right now. And he's got well, his door open. And I was going to do novelties, too, but they was like, you know, Lisa, do your own thing. So now that's why it's word on the street. Well, that's good. And I, I'm so proud of you for doing that. And I thank you so much for supporting our authors because we need all the help we can get. You know, we we aren't biased for the people that who, who books we read, and we hope that everybody else will be the same way towards us because, Everybody has a great story to tell. You know, I mean, growing up, I was reading those little Harlequin romances, which were not by African Americans. And um, I think that when you go into a young girl's mind, you shouldn't place any particular, you know, segment on it as far as race is concerned because you're getting an, an eyeful of different types of relationships and stories that happen to people for real. So and you read any kind of book. Absolutely right. You absolutely right because I was raised up on Judy Bloom and DC Andrews. Right. And and Jackie, um, what's her name? Um, Jacqueline, the Lucky Book series. I don't know. Um, I never read those. Um, who else? And the guy who did um, uh, Kiss the Girls. Okay, I know what you're talking about. I just don't know the name. That's sad. I could tell you 1,267 authors that I got on my page. I could tell you the names of them and the books <laughs> they got out, but don't ask me about them. Never mind. Let me stop. Quan, <laughs> Quan I won't even tell you what Quan told me one day. He said, Lisa, you're the biggest reverse racist I ever met. I said, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry my hood raised me. Hey, what's fine with that? As long as you support somebody, you know, we got your back. Well, I want to thank you for calling in and um, and showing your support. I'm going to take some more calls. Looks like the lines are starting to blow up. But um, where where is the store location? It's going to be in Decatur, Georgia, right right next to oh. Atlanta. The first ever, the first ever they're going to have. Sure am. Okay, because so I'm moving like, to uh, Atlanta, and um, I'll be in Stone Mountain, so. I'm going to come oh, and visit you. It's going to be right on Memorial Drive. That's exactly why I'm doing it, because Memorial Drive runs straight from, and it's the urban area by the college and by the mm -hmm. um, 
the hospital. So it's going to run straight through um, Stone Mountain all the way through Decatur and all that down to Atlanta. I got okay. that. Trust me. All right, y'all. I love y'all, and um, I've got another show I've got to call into for another author, but I had to, I had to stay on hold for this one. Well, thank uh, Lisa, you, Sarah. I appreciate, I appreciate it. That's all love, and I will definitely see you at Word on the Street when you open. You already know, and I'll call you later tonight okay. with, some, with some stress I got to go through, like Sid needs to help me get through this one. Let you go. Bye bye. Right, take it easy. Hey. I'm going to open up the line for a caller, area code uh, 914. Are you there? Um, yes. And your name is? I'm Craig. Hi, Craig. How are you? Well, I'm fine, you know, because I'm just calling because I was just browsing by and I'm hearing it. I just got, like, one question because I keep hearing and I hear a lot of African-American writers about they're not being supported by stores and they can't get their book. But what I gotta understand, what they gotta understand is, um, dollars speak more than any race or color there is. And the problem with a lot of these novels that I see, that a lot of times I basically don't even get into, is they're grouped to one certain area. They're always in a certain section, and it's, this section is like it's not really marketable to like everybody. Right. And to be honest, how much of us go into Barnes and Noble to buy book? And most of the people who goes and go to Barnes and Noble don't go into that black section. So my thing is, how would Sydney market her book to reach a vaster audience than just sticking as an urban African American novel? Because once you put that label on it, you scare a lot of different other people off who want to read the book. Well, I, I understand your point. So, Cindy, did you want to answer that? Yes. Well, actually, I've just been doing a lot of research on how to how to market better. Um, I, I came up with a lot of different different tools that I didn't know before, and um, actually, in the works with something with Barnes and Noble right now, and I'm still waiting for confirmation from them. But I, it, I try not to label it. I mean, a lot of times it is grouped in that urban author type of thing because of my my race and the novel itself, the title, and then when they flip the book over, read the synopsis, they automatically, you know, give it that urban fiction because it's about, you know, African-American people with their what they're going through, their dilemma, what have you. But um, I'm trying to, to, I don't want to box myself in because you can definitely see that, you know, you can have Caucasian fans, you can have all, all kind of fans. You never know until you step out and see what else or see how you can get, to reach those fans, and that's what I'm trying to do. That's what I'm trying to. I don't want to be known as the African American author who writes urban street literature. I want to be known as the African American author who writes who's, 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 who writes for all genres. That's what I would like to be known as, and so that's what I'm going to try to market myself as. Well, because to be honest, your book is very misleading because um, the way it's marketed and the way it's being promoted, normally the only Books like that. The only author I read like that is Eric Jerome Dickey. And I read your book, and it's very interesting. And it's not what I expected it to be from the cover and the way it's marketed, but it's um, it's an interesting read. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that. And because if normally if I was to go on Barton Noble, I would really pass right by. I wouldn't even take a second glance at it. If it wasn't someone that recommends 
and had it, and I read, glanced through it, and then decided that, you know, hey, it's very catchy, and, you know, it's very interesting, and it caught my attention. This is what, you know, prompted me to even read as much of it as I did. Well, it seems to me that, you know, um, we sort of get pigeonholed despite the way we try to market to various races because of the fact that most authors put their picture on the back of the book. And a lot of times the cover shows that it's, a, you know, about an African-American um, subject. So if if you want to change things, then you have to make it look more generic you know, in, re- in reference to the 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 idea of the story by just looking at the cover, because that's the thing that attracts people the most, other than hearing about it. But there's other markets that you can go to without just concentrating so much on the store. That's the same as uh, having a CD out. Everybody's not going to be in Walmart or, you know, FYE or whatever, um, and you're going to get p- passed right by in those same stores because you're not being marketed to the general public. You know, if you have a song that's R&B, they might stick you in the hip-hop, you know, or something like that. So you just have to find uh, generic versions of marketing so that you can get your product out there to the masses and, and interest everybody and maybe just, you know, keep it personalized to yourself because you, you, you have your idea. It's your idea, but it's this other ways. I'm sure that Sydney's probably, you know, researching that now. Yeah. Uh, various types. Yeah, because I, I don't want to be stuck with, I, well, like, boxed in. I don't, that's, I'm sure a lot of authors, you know, find themselves in that predicament and don't want to end up there, but I don't want to be boxed in as known for just writing urban novels and you could reach, you could have fans in, you know, of other genres that won't, might not pick up your book because they have it in their urban fiction section when, you know, it should just probably be in fiction. You know, that's just mm-hmm. how the um, how the stores, especially Barnes & Noble and Borders and Walton Books, that's just how they have it labeled. They're just, and they have a section for all those type of novels. And as you said earlier in the show, our section is very small, and sometimes it's in the back of the store and it's not even visited. So a lot of good novels just get overlooked because of the section that they're in or the label that's put on them, and it shouldn't be. Absolutely. Well, I want to thank uh, Craig for his comment. Well, you and, know, I, um, I don't really want to keep you up, but, um, yes, I'd like to say, because your writing style is very creative and different, so you do have the potential to go far. It depends on where you choose to go with it. You know, and, you know, I just wanted to say that. You know, I enjoyed it so far. I haven't finished it. But, you know, I will be having me looking forward to the next, you know, the next one of one since you say you have four coming. Okay. Well, I appreciate you reading so far, and uh, I hope you enjoy the rest of it. And thank you for calling in and sharing your views with us. All right. You're welcome. And you have a good good night. And if you're driving, be safe. Oh, no, I'm not driving, yeah. Oh, okay, right, thank good. You. <laughs> And we have another caller for you, Sydney. Um, this person is in nine one seven. Oh, hold on a second. What happened to them? <laughs> Hello, caller on nine one seven. Hello. Hello. Hi. How What's are you? Your name? Hey, how you doing? My name is Larry. Hi, Larry. How you doing? Hey, Larry. I'm how you fine. doing? Hey, Sydney. I always wanted to let you know your your book is really. Really the bomb. I, I read it. My girl read it, and we really enjoyed the book. 
It's a great read, I swear. And the cover is amazing. Wow. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that, Larry. The cover caught my eye. I see a website and I just was reading uh, the, the, uh, the, uh, the excerpts and I seen the cover and it just like really caught my attention. I had to read it. Well, I'm glad you and your girl enjoyed it. I appreciate you telling me that. Uh, what inspired you to write the book, if you don't mind me asking? Well, I had the story in my head for a couple of years, and I just decided to. And everybody, people think that it's experiences of somebody I knew, but it wasn't. It just, it just came to me, and I just, it was so odd how it happened. And it took no time to write it, and I just penned, you know, I just penned it. I just said, let me just write this, because obviously the story needs to be told because it's no, it keeps nagging at me. And then when I, I wrote parts one and two together, and you know, it just started flowing, and I just went with it. Whatever you're doing, whatever the formula is, just keep doing it. You're going to break out, and people are going to know you sooner than later. I promise. I appreciate that, Larry. Thank you. No problem. Thank you so much, Larry. Well, that was a great comment. I like that. So, see, and that was pretty much different than the previous one because he actually paid attention to the cover. Right. The previous one was said that um, if it, yeah, because it was grouped in a certain section, and that unfortunately we that's what we live with, you know. If it's a certain type of book to that bookstore, if they feel like you know, okay, well this is this type of book, we're gonna just put it here. When it probably shouldn't go there, you know, it's just right. That's unfortunate. Well, I think you just have to keep trying and just use all the different resources you have available to you. I mean, you have the internet at your hands, and and you know you have your website. People are paying attention to your website a lot. So as long as you're marketing to the to the global public, you know that way you're going to find yourself reaching a lot more readers outside of what we expect to be reading the book. You know, I'm sure you can get some international readers as well. So as long as you're marketing in every format that you can, you shouldn't have a problem getting it out there. And when you start your buzz to a point where everybody's talking about it in Barnes & Noble or whoever, it's like, because, you know, these bookstores, these major bookstores, they're having problems right now. So they're they're facing the, the, the Internet bookstores and the Internet marketing. So a lot of people are going on audio books and a lot of people are doing, you know, um, the Kindle where you can just, you know, you have to buy the paperback. So I wouldn't worry too much about them. Yeah, I, I really would. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. I just, you know, I, I just don't want to be boxed in, so I'm just trying to prevent that from from happening. But it looks like a lot of times the stores just group you in that category and, mm-hmm. you know. And you know what? That's good because, if you know, the stores can continue to do that because there's a, there are individuals that are actually stocking and I don't think that the, the general management or the executive management is looking at it that way because they wouldn't even have it in there if they didn't think it could be sold. But um, I wouldn't even worry about them anymore. I would just get it in there and let it be get in there and fine, but I would just go to other resources. There's so many other major book outlets, and, I mean, you can go in other countries and market your book. You can do it online. So just do your research to continue to find other options and and you wouldn't be pigeonholed if you go somewhere where they don't even see you. They just know what's you know it's a book, and and they know that there's a, a you know a market for it. So you wouldn't have a problem going in other places. It's just that stigma that's on those major places, just like it is on movie houses and studios. You know, it's a stigma that doesn't go away too easily. Mm, yeah, I would definitely keep. I mean, I know it's a lot. To, you know, 
right now I have a lot of a lot more options than let's just say an author had ten years ago, maybe even five. Absolutely. You know, a lot more resources are at your disposal, and I definitely, definitely try to take advantage of that. Well, you know, you have another another person trying to call in and ask you a question, so I'm going to get pull that person in just a moment. Uh, caller in area code two o three, you're on the line. What's your name? Yes, hi, my name is Kim. Hi, Hello. Kim. Hi, Kim. How are you? Good. How are you, Miss Little? I'm doing well. Good. I'm actually calling. I do have your book. I'm about halfway through the book, and I actually started it yesterday, and I cannot put it down. Wow. <laughs> wow, Kim. I'm, I'm so glad to hear you say that. I'm glad you're enjoying story. And I have to be honest with you, I don't really read urban fiction at all, and it's not because, um, you know, I discriminate against it or, you know, I don't like it. It's just because it's not what I grew up reading. And also, as a professional, I read a lot of, you know, nonfiction. So for me to pick up this book and not be able to put it down, and it being your first book, I just want to congratulate you. I definitely see you branching out and doing other things. Like, I can't wait. I'm not even finished with this book and just listening to the interview tonight. I can't wait to read two, three, and four. I really cannot. So just keep doing what what you're doing. I I definitely have every intention on doing that. I appreciate that. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Okay. God bless you all. God bless you as well. Well, thank you for your call in. Um, We appreciate it. Thank you so much. No problem. So now, did you think that you would, you know, have so many people giving you, you know, this much um, kudos on your book? when you came to the show? No. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 get, I get some, um, you know, the book has some five-star ratings on Amazon, and uh, I get some, some nice comments on Facebook, but, you know, you, you just you never know. You know, you never know what you're going to get. Well, you know, I had an, an offer on, um, and I'm, I'm very versatile, so it doesn't matter. You know, I, I don't just select anybody according to race or anything like that, but I just like to, to support all writers. Now I had a, um, an, uh, a writer on, and she got a, like a few bad reviews on um, Amazon, and she's gotten emails from people that you know, because she opens herself up to receive those personally. But she's been getting a lot of bad ones. But the story she's telling is like from her life. So it's not like, you know, she just made up a, a story and it just kind of got lost or whatever, but she's talking about something that happened in her life. Now, do you ever receive any reviews that, you know, that aren't that pleasant? And how do you how do you deal with them? I actually haven't, which, you know, I'm, I thank God every day. I actually haven't, you know. Um, everything has been, the readers have been very kind to me, and, you know, they asked me different questions about the story, and if it was true, uh, as I stated before, there's some pretty graphic material that that happens in in the book, and uh, they wanted to know if that was, you know, if that was true or whatever. And I get a lot of questions about my cover and you know who designed it, uh, things like that. Um, I I haven't gotten any bad reviews. I really have to to be grateful for that. Yeah, I, everybody's been very kind. The readers have been very kind to me. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Now, I do, I do want to know who designed that cover because <laughs> I can't stop looking at it either. That man's face is like he's looking at you, you know. 
yeah, that's um, that's Keith from Marion Designs. He did his thing, and that, of course, is my 25-year-old son on the cover. That's your son? Yes, it is. It's <laughs> your son in trouble. <laughs> but Keith, he he oh he's 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 a dog. He really is. Make somebody want to pick that book up because you know what? If I was walking in the aisle and I saw that, I was still. You know how you see those pictures of Jesus and it looks like Jesus is looking at you, you know, staring back. Yeah, da, da, and it's always and it's always with those pictures where he has all that sunlight in the back shining on the back of his head. So it's just really like he's standing out. And I know what you're talking about. And it looks like he's just focusing in directly on you when. When that's just your imagination, but that's how it looks. <laughs> I know, and I said that would that alone would make me pick up. But let me get this book and see what this man keeps looking at me for. So, <laughs> he is he is he is preoccupied with this 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 female, but he keeps looking over here. So <laughs> I, I I enjoy the cover, and um, that's one thing that would attract me to to any book. You know, the title and the cover. It's so funny because you always hear that, not to judge a book by its cover, but I think that a lot of readers do. You know, that's what initially, that's your initial contact to a book, is the cover mm-hmm. is the first thing that you see. Me, when I mm-hmm. bookshop, I look at the cover and then I flip the book over, I read the synopsis, if that interests me, and if I have time, I'll flip the book open and read the prologue, prelude, or the first few you know, um, paragraphs of the first chapter, if I have time. If the if they, if they catch me, if they can grab my attention, and let's, let's just say that little bit that I've read, then I'm purchasing the mm-hmm. book. It just goes without saying. Uh, um, I, you know, a lot of times I've had put books down because they haven't been able to do that. They uh, Sometimes you have some stories that are slow moving, and then it'll get to the action later, and then some things just right out of the bat, you know, it, they just, you know, grab you. But, you know, I have to say, you know, if they can grab me in the first, first few lines, I'm sold, and I perch, I will pick up that book every time well you know i have a bad habit of looking at the, the end of the book <laughs> i look at the last what happened <laughs> and then i gotta figure out how, how did this happen oh my god what what happened in the beginning of the book so then that makes me want to go get the story because if i see what happened at the end then it'll make me want to know what happened it's just like watching a movie where you catch the end of the movie or middle of the movie and trying and it's like at that that pen, pivotal point and then you want to see the whole movie so you know what happened and why are these people falling off of rooftops and, you know, why are these things happening? So that makes you want to just get the whole story and just find out, you know. I mean, it's yeah. not like regular news on the news, you know, everyday news. We already know why that guy's body is covered with a sheet in, in, the, in the ghetto, you know, because it happens all the time. It's something we're used to seeing. But when you get a story that looks interesting at the end and, you know, those are the things that make you want to just, you got to find out what happened, you know. And that's good, a good way to pick out a book. That, you know, because, of course, I've seen covers that don't look that hot, and they turn out to be great stories. Yes, and I've seen covers that are really, really nice, and the stories, they it didn't grab me. So it, you really don't know what you're getting, really. It, it's, you can't tell right right away. But that, that's usually my method, when if they can grab me. And I have had some stories that grab me in the beginning, and then I, they, they hit a, I hit a block in the book where, it, I, you know, I, they lost me. And then some, when that happens, a lot of times I put the book down. But then there have been times where I force myself to get through it because I, I'm, I'm curious and I do want to see how, you know, what, what the end result is. 
but I, I just hopefully, you know, I was, when I wrote mine, I w- just wanted to keep the writer engaged in the story throughout. I didn't want it to be any chapter or anything, any paragraph where they're like, oh, okay, let me help and get to this, let me help and skip to that. And, you know, I just really hope that it, my book does not come across that way and that the readers are engaged throughout from, you know, cover to cover. And that's a good way to, to do it. It really is. Now, I write. Um, poetry and screenplays, and I'm actually writing my own book called Stiletto Tales, which is more of an erotica form, but it's not in-your-face erotica, and it's not atrocious, because I've read some erotica, and it's just like watching a a porn movie. It's just so in-your-face, and it's so, like, there's no lead-up to anything. It's like, you just went in the room, and people were at it. Okay. You know, you didn't see anything lead up to it. You didn't see a personalization of the two characters. You just know these are two people who want Tom and Ellen are just doing it. <laughs> I, I've come across that too. Like there's no storyline. There's no build up. I, I've, I've right. made my share. It's like the worst kind of porn. You know, I like porn. I watch porn every once in a blue moon. I haven't seen any in a while, but um, I always were, was attracted to this actual story, you know, because I'm not interested in just watching people just do stuff. And then I I really like the language of certain erotica when it's um like if you if you use an example of uh, music by Prince the artist Prince um, back when Prince was really hot you know when he first got into our minds with his music if you listen to the words of his songs you know what he's talking about but he's using metaphors and he's like using other things that represent what he's talking about because he had to in order for his music to get played on a radio. So I use that as an example of how I would write a story. I would use some metaphors, and I started off in writing a a poem or a short story, but then I'll go into writing the full story with using those metaphors, and and I let people read it, and they were, like, really drawn to it because it wasn't disgusting. So um, I think what's important is the way people are wording a lot of the stories that they, they write, too. I mean, yeah, you can be like you can be raw and raunchy and still let it come off, you know, with class. It doesn't have to be completely tasteless. I mean, I, I have seen my share of that too. I tried not to, you know, I I tried not to be uh, tasteless. You know, I um, didn't want I wanted to stay away from that. Uh, I tried to be classy with it, and um, you know, so I just hope hopefully that it comes across that way. I didn't want it to be grouped in a certain, um, you know, genre. Uh, it seems mm-hmm. like a lot of people are classifying it as urban fiction, but, um, you know, I, I just wanted to reach audiences all over and just, you know, if, if it can, if I can, push as much as I can and just try to reach who I can. And, you know, I don't want to be boxed in, and I just want people to know that I, I, I believe I have a good book and just give it a chance, pick it up and read it, and I don't think you'll be disappointed. Well, I'm going to get the book myself. Now, I find it very difficult to to read these days because I, I was on a long 21-hour bus trip. <laughs> so I had a chance to read a book um, while I was on that trip. So it seems like if I'm not focused on anything else, I can actually sit there and read a book until I'm done, like that same day. Within that 24-hour period, I'll be done that book. So now how, how many pages are in your book? It's 310. Whew, that's a big book. Now, that's probably going to take me a couple of days. So. 
But I'm going to make an attempt. And I hope that you get back in Philly again because then I can, um, you know, maybe have lunch with you and, and we could talk more about your, your future book. And maybe I can do a live interview because um, we're in the process of um, setting up our show to do visual um, shows, visual interviews, um, using live streams so that we can actually put our guests on on uh, the Internet where people can actually see us talking to them. Um, and, and, you know, that way it gives you even more advantage of people seeing you because a lot of times they're just going to listen. They might not even remember your name or whatever, but they get to associate your name and your face once they see the, the live video. So um, we wanted to do something with a series of book signings uh, in the Philadelphia location. Um, we have a, a venue that we're going to be helping to build up uh, and, uh, you know, um, attendance because they're, they're usually doing jazz music events. But we want them to, to branch out to, to touch all of the arts, including writing. So uh, I'm actually going to plan a book a book signing there of uh, two or three authors and um, do some networking and bring in some publishers and bring in you know people from book clubs and try to help promote those art those authors. So I'll be happy to have you as part of it, and we'll be streaming it live on the internet so people can actually see you as well as know what your book's about and look at the cover. That sounds interesting. I would love to be part of something like that. Sure. Well, I will stay in touch with you on that note so that we can um, make arrangements for that. Now, I see we have another person calling in from, it looks like Atlanta. So let me go and see. Uh, hopefully it's not the uh, same people. They, some people are just could be just listening in. Let me see. Okay. Hello, caller from the area code 404. You're on the line. And what is Hello. your name? Toya. Hi, Toya. How you doing? Hi, Thank you for I'm calling. Good. Thank you. Hi, I was just calling. How are you? Hi. I'm great, Sydney. How are you? I'm good. Great. I just wanted to call. I was listening for a little minute. I just want to congratulate you on your book. I did complete it. Um, oh. The book is excellent. The thing that I liked most about your book was it's the first page was just exciting, just caught my eye from the first page, and then I love the way you ended the book. Like, I hate those books that... And where you question, like, okay, well, what happened? You really don't know. It was just, like, left field. Like, it just, what everything just flowed so well. And then I love how you have um, part two, the beginning of part two in the book. It's just I was so mad when it ended. I was like, all right, now I have to read part two right now. So I just want to let you know that I am a fan. I love your book, and I can't wait for number two to come out. Uh, thank you, Toya. I appreciate you calling in and telling me that. You're that so welcome. And then also on your cover, of course, I love the cover. You said that's your son? Yes, it is. That's my son and his girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Oh, and his girlfriend. Wow, I was about to say, let your son know he got a fan out there, too. He's hot. Okay. (laughs) 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 Well, I wish the best of luck, and I am definitely a fan, and I support you 100%. Thank you, Toya. I appreciate you calling it. Y'all have a great night. Bye-bye. You, too. Bye-bye. Told you, you're going to get your son in trouble. <laughs> boy is going to be like, Mom, all these people keep coming up to me. <laughs> but I, I, I try to make sure I let them know that he's spoken for. Because <laughs> he, he let me know when he, he told me that when he agreed to do the photo shoot that might have to be my girl. Okay, I'm not filling up on some random chick. I said, okay, Ty, you won't have to do that. <laughs> oh, I'm 
<laughs> so, and I, and I think that it was it was very it was very classy how he captured the photographer captured them, you know. I, I, I like the way. It definitely was. It definitely was. That was a really great picture. Now, did you pick out the photographer yourself, or did you get him as a referral? Okay, well, it's so funny that you mentioned Zane, because I liked, um, I'm friends with her on Facebook, and I liked one of her covers. So I asked her who did it, and she referred me to him. And it just it just took off from there. I told him what I was interested in. I told him my, my vision, and he just did. You know, I told him, he asked me for because I wanted characters to, uh, to, I wanted models to look like my characters, and then he told me what all that entailed. And then I was like, you know what, my sister and one of my friends said, why don't you just get tired of doing it? And I'm like, oh, okay. But, you know, my son was always, he always shot away from stuff like that. When I, he was little, I tried to get him on TV and he was like, mom, I don't want to do that. So I didn't think he'd be interested. And then when he agreed to it, it was just like perfect. You know, it just, everything just, just went well. And then, um, you know, he met, him and his girlfriend met um, uh, Keith from Marion Designs. And they did the photo shoot and it just, <laughs> that's all she wrote after that. It just, everything just went well. And um, I, the finished product was just amazing. I, I love Keith. His work is phenomenal. I've, you know, I, it's so funny because I own a lot of other um, books that he's done the cover for before I even met him. And I'm just like, and I told him that. I said, you did the cover for this and that. And he's like, yeah, I did. I said, wow, I've owned your work all this time, and now I'm working with you. It's just, just, just a blessing. And, and he's really wow. easy to work with. Yeah, he's, he's, he's the best. He really is. Well, if you don't mind, please refer him to me as well because I, I I have an idea and I'd love to have him give me some of his feedback and um for the cover of the book that I'm working on. It it won't be out until next year, but um I would love to talk with him about that. In fact I would love to interview him because um the work that he does is very interesting and and helps to promote, you know, other people promoting models and is promoting the authors and whoever else he's doing the work for. So, you know, if you don't mind referring him to me, you know, let him know I want to do an sure. interview and, and get him out there. Yeah, I sure will. I'll send you his information. Sure will. That will be great. Now, when it comes to um, the, the uh, other books that you're going to have in the series, are you going to continue to use your son's picture or are you going to get anybody else? Actually, that's what me and my son are discussing now because I really wanted him and his girlfriend to be on all four covers. I just wanted to stick with that. Well, I have a vision for every cover, and I, you know, I have the titles in my head and, and how I want everything to play out. And I did want to stick with, as long as he was willing to continue to model for me for you know for the covers, I did want to continue to use him. So hopefully it works out that way, and he won't get bored <laughs> with it. Don't <laughs> tell me, got to stop looking like that. He has to turn the other way or something. <laughs> or put a pair of panties in his mouth or something, you know, just change it around a little bit. <laughs> well, definitely off my off. ideas are, you know, definitely different different poses and different different things because each book is obviously different, something different is going on. So I have to, I'm trying to capture that in the, um, just like with this one, with the issue with this and, and the guy in the background with the, with the gun, it's just like, you know, I wanted that to to draw attention and, um Hopefully it, it will and has, but um, I have a lot of that's, ideas. So, Well, that's great, and I'm glad that you're even more visually creative as well, you know, knowing how your story is going to run. That's that's wonderful. Did you ever think of writing any other type of um, of, of genres of, uh, of books, you know, like action or horror or anything like yeah, that? Yeah, actually I have some action uh, I, um, book ideas in my head now too. I have a couple children's books that I, I want to put out. Um, 
I, I just have a, a lot of things spinning. <laughs> Sometimes I, I feel like I'm just overwhelmed with ideas, but I, I do have quite a bit of things that that are going on that I, I wanna. I, when, when, when I when I come when ideas come to me, I try to write it down. Usually, I'm never by a pen or a pad, but when I do get to one or next to a computer, I make sure that I jot it down so I don't forget it. But the the things that are meant for me to 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 um to follow, it seems like I don't forget that. I could think about it in the morning, and the whole day could pass, and I didn't get in them. It'll come back to me like that's just meant for me. So, like I said, this book was in my head for two years, and it was just annoying at me. I should have really written it before and just didn't and uh i would write little things here and there but then i just you know it's so funny because the synopsis was done done early before the story was even completed and that's what came to me and then just it was so it just flowed it just it, it was just so it just came out of me and um mm-hmm. hopefully that i will have that experience with every other book that i write and it won't be a struggle because i speak to certain authors who develop writer's block they experience writer's block i haven't had that 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 hasn't happened to me and you know Thank God. Hopefully it doesn't. But if it does, I'll, hopefully I'll find a way to deal with it. But um, you, my story is usually just I have a, a bunch of other things that I've that are written, but, you know, they're not published. And I have some tweaking to do, some, you know, editing and stuff like that. But I wanted to put my drama series out first because that is what was in my head first. So that's what Well, that's the one that everybody's loving right now. So that gives you at least, you know, the brand. And now everybody's going to look forward to all your work. And then, of course, you'll probably have the movies coming out soon, or you even do the stage plays, and that's going to really promote it. So, you know, that'll loosen up some of that writer's block. <laughs> yeah, if I yeah, if I do develop it, hopefully, yeah, I've, I've been in touch with some people, so I'm definitely looking forward to this to to get into a movie. Um, I have my fingers crossed for that. Well, I'm going to wish for that for you as well. Now, I see you have another caller from caller from area code 224. You're on the line, and may we have your name? Larissa. Hi, Marissa. Thanks for calling in. Hello. Hi. How are you? <laughs> I did it. I was like, oh, my God, what's here? How are you, Larissa? How are you doing? I'm okay. How are you? I'm doing good. It you know, um, it sounds very interesting. My brother up now listens to it on the computer, though. Oh, okay. But I'm not sad on the phone. All right. Well, did you have a question for our guest? No, I just wanted to let her know that um, I actually, for the first time, heard the thing, and I just want to congratulate her. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Thank that you. That was so fast because my phone's well, well, thank you so much for calling in, and you can continue listening if you like. Alrighty. Okay, Larissa, you have a good night. Yeah, we have somebody else from, uh, let's see, what is this, 914? Uh, caller, area code 914, you're on the line. Maybe you have your name? Yes, it's Tinker. How you doing? Hey, Hi, how are you? How are you? Hi. I'm just calling in and listening. Oh, okay. Well, we appreciate that. Did you have a question you'd like to ask? No, I, I need to hear the topic before I um, answer any questions or speak on anything. Wonderful. Well, we're talking with Sydney Little. She is an author. Okay. Okay. So have you heard any part of this show so far? No, because I'm just, I, 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 I had just called in. Oh, okay. 
Well, just keep listening, and if you like, you can also go to the, the main page, and you can read a little brief um, information about her background, and I'll just keep listening. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thanks for calling. And we have another caller, area code 248. Thank you for calling in, and what is your name? My name is Dale. Hi, Dale. Thank you so much. And what question do you have for our guest? Yes, I want to know how is it different going the self-publishing route than the major publishing route? Do you find, I mean, what are your pros and cons with both? Well, I I haven't went the major publishing route. Um, I just, I had um, sent emails and, and wrote letters to uh, traditional publishers, and uh, they told me what their the time frame was when, if I sent my manuscript in. I didn't want to send my manuscript to a bunch of places and just be waiting around for a year. So I just decided I, I knew some authors who shared their self-publishing uh, experience with me, and I thought that that was the route I wanted to take. And I thought that that would fit me. And so I did, and I don't have any regrets. I'm, I'm, it was it was okay. I mean, I... I, I learned a lot. Um, there are probably some things I, w- I would do dif- differently with my next novel, but I, uh, I definitely learned a lot, and I have a lot of experience now, you know, dealing with, you know, different aspects of that. And uh, I wouldn't, you know, I, I can't say about anybody else, but I just know that when, if I, if I come across or if I'm offered to a traditional publishing deal, I would definitely wait. I would know now because I have something to compare it to as opposed to just being a new writer out the gate and never self-publish or went traditional and, and just jump and just sign a contract quickly without doing research and just because you're so thankful and grateful that someone's actually offered your contract and are enjoying your writing that you're not looking at all the different ways that you would benefit or not. So now I have something to compare it to, so I am grateful for the experience. Okay, because I'm an author myself, and that's the reason I asked you, just to see would you recommend a self-publishing route. Now, as far as quality, do you see your quality of book as far as printing and everything, do you see that being comparable or compatible with, let's say, a major publishing printed book? I don't really see much of a difference. I own all types. I own a lot of books that are self-published, and I own a lot of books that are not. I don't really see much of a difference as far as the quality of the paper. Uh, a lot of it, you know, I don't notice a difference. I really don't. Okay. Well, thanks so much, and um, I wish you much much success. Thank you. I appreciate you calling in. And thank you so much for calling in, and you're more than welcome to get promoted on our show. So if you like, you can send me some information about yourself. And the email address is mznndie radio at gmail.com, and we're here to promote authors and also people who are music artists because the independent way is the way to go, and we're here to help. Well, thank you so much for the opportunity, and thank you for offering this horizon for authors like Sydney and myself, and I look forward to having something with you in the near future. That would be wonderful. Have a great night. You ladies have a great night as well. You do. Thank you. So now, um, my my question now is, um, what other things would you like to do? Would you ever consider um, becoming your own publishing company? Actually, I have. Uh, me and a good friend of mine have been tossing ideas back and forth as far as starting up our own publishing company. So that's still 
um, under discussion. We we're just uh, conversing and you know going back and forth with ideas, bouncing things off each other. Right now, nothing set in stone. It's all still just topic of discussion. We haven't you know went ahead with or did anything with. Uh, my my uh, her name is Maritza P. Brown. She's the author of Full Circle and What's a Woman to Do. And uh, she also is one of my editors as well on, on my novel. So um, she's she's excellent. Her her books are are very very interesting. And uh, we've been back and forth sourcing ideas. So hopefully that's something that we can explore. But right now it's just you know an idea. But um, I would love to 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 do that. I would. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now for the people who are listening who don't know exactly where to find your book, did you want to go and give them um, your web address and any other information? Sure. My website is uh, com. It's also on uh, CreateSpace website, www.createspace.com. It's on Barnes & Noble. It's on Borders. It's uh, on Amazon. It's, I ha- it's in a few stores. I'm trying to branch out and get it in as many stores as I possibly can, but it is in a few stores. And uh, it, the book's been out two months. And um, so I'm still researching and finding different ways to market, and I'm loving the experience and coming I've, I've come in contact with some really really wonderful people such as yourself and I look forward to meeting thank you you're welcome to meeting as many as I possibly can and I'm I'm loving the ride I really am I'm enjoying myself now have you been to any other authors um book signing yeah I, I have uh um Maritza's like I was saying she just published what's a woman to do it came out in January I, uh, Queen Goddess wrote a book called, uh, uh, what is the name of her book? Uh, the Dark Sides of a Woman. And I've been to several others I, I mean, through the years. I don't remember. Those were like the most recent. And I want to, you know, I would like to go to, you know, some more. I mean, as I, always, I love to support fellow authors, definitely. And um, if I can, I will. Yep. Especially if they're well, that's great. I'm, it's good that you are supportive of them. Now, what it, when you go to those book signings, what do you take from that that you'd like to apply to your own book signing? Just allow them to look at how they conduct themselves and how they interact with the customers and the readers. You know, a lot of times being new, you're nervous, and you don't know what to expect. And, uh, you know, you, you're just open for ideas and suggestions. And uh, I just try to look at and gather as much positive as I can and try to incorporate that in, in what I'm doing. And uh, like I said, so far it's, it's been wonderful. The readers have been wonderful to me, and um, I'm just really having a good time. Wow. Well, it's good to always, you know, network and, and get to know, you know, other people, and, and you never know who they know that can help you on your journey. And um, I'm very happy that we've had you here with us to talk about the book and, to, you know, help you promote it. Um, was there anything else that you would like to share with our listening audience in regards to your book or any other subject? Um, just, I believe my book is, is a, really, a really great read, and just go out and get it. You know, if, if you're an you avid reader or not, or you're just, you know, you read once in a while, I think you would really enjoy it. Uh, the title is uh, Drama, Another Man's Girl, and it's available now. So just go out and pick it up. You won't be disappointed. <laughs> I'm sure we won't. And the, everybody, the cover is 
is beautiful. I'm sure that the story is great. We've had a lot of great comments, and I thank everybody that's listening and everybody calling in for those comments. And thank you so much for being respectful, even if you pass on a little bit of criticism. Um, all criticism is good. It helps the writer grow and understand, you know, what, what the audience is thinking of when it comes to um, reading their book. So thank you so much for all of those particular um, comments as well. Now, um, what I'd like to also say is that if anyone else out there is an author <coughs> or a, music, a musician or if you're an independent business owner, um, if you are uh, a chairperson or whatever of a, a community organization or a nonprofit organization, if you have a, an event that you'd like to promote, feel free to contact us here at MZN Indie Radio. We'd be happy to schedule you for an interview and help you to promote your event. All you have to do, if you're a music artist, you send in at least three or four music tracks. Um, you can send them unedited. Um, we, we can play anything here. Um, send your bio, a short bio, um, a couple of photos so we know who we're looking at and um, links to your website. And it also goes for authors. If you want us to help promote your book, send us your bio, your picture, a cover of your book, um, where we can get the book. And if you have it at Amazon, they have a special code that we can use on our site in which we can, you know, have your um, book in our, uh, I think it's a, some type of marketing carousel or something on the front page of uh, Blog Talk Radio. And we'll be happy to um, promote you on that. Um, if it's an event, you know, make sure it's something that um, you have all the information about it so that we can make sure everybody has that. We'll even post it on our website at uh, com. If there's anyone out there that needs some help with um, promotional services or you need a publicist, or you need some management when it comes to your music, or you need distribution for your music, or just rotation, you know, feel free to let us know all those things and contact us. We'll be happy to help you. We are taking our show live on live stream where we'll be going to different locations with our cameras so that you can actually see me talking to my guests at certain events. Um, we're going to have a lot of different uh, expos coming up and uh, we're going to have um, a step competition, which is actually going to start at the end of this week. Um, and anybody that wants to participate in the Atlanta area, we're going to have the semifinals there. Um, we're not sure of the actual date for that. We're going to be making some changes, but feel free to, you know, get in touch with us so we can let you know. But I'm happy to have everybody here listening. I appreciate your support for our guest, Sydney Little. And uh, Sydney, once again, I want to thank you so much for being such an, a, a great writer and such a wonderful person and having such great taste in, in book covers. <laughs> well, thank <laughs> you. So I, I appreciate you saying that. Let's take a photo and, um, you know, please be sure to give me that information on the photographer. I appreciate that. I sure and, will, um, definitely. Thanks. And it doesn't look like we have anybody else raising their hand for a question. Um, however, uh, if, if you'd like to return again and when you do the next series, please be sure to contact me. Let me know when it's done, and I'll be happy to have you on. Sure. I would love that. Thank you for having me. I, I appreciate it. I had fun. Wonderful. And then when you're in Philadelphia, you know, just give me a call. Let me know, and I'll meet you down there. You know, Or even if you're in New York, I can get there, too. Um, 
and I'll be happy to come and support you that way and, you know, whatever I can do to help. Okay. I look forward to meeting you in person. Well, we're going to end our show with my favorite song as far as, like, just showing the power of a woman. And uh, I don't know if anybody's recalled this, but it's uh, one of the theme songs from the movie Kill Bill. So I usually play that out so, you know, it just makes you feel like you're just badass. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, thank everybody for listening and um, calling in, and you all have a great week. We'll be back on tomorrow with uh, Kinetic9, a.k.a. Beretta9 from the Wu-Tang Clan. Um, He promises to bring us the new music he's working on, as well as letting us know when we can have the RZA and Ghostface Killer also on the show. And uh, that will be coming up soon. So good night, everybody, and enjoy yourselves. Mm